What is going on guys? This is Jale Doriso, aka Teaching, Coaching, Hosting, Teaching, Coaching Radio, back at it again with a new episode. And this episode is my top five tips to make dieting a little bit less miserable. And these are tips that can be used for new people new to dieting that are just, you know, overweight, want to cut down, you know, they need to lose a lot of fat, or for people who are, you know, competitive and they just need you know something a little bit of an edge to help them when they get to those grittier stages stages of dieting which i mean everybody that's doing that should know these tips but i'm going to keep this you know a little bit more personal i'm going to use my top five tips not like general top five tips and a bonus um for a lot of you as well so i want to get into that right now and uh, thank you guys for your patience uh sunday's episode did not happen because i had food poisoning and I could barely talk for five minutes because if I talked for five minutes, I'd probably throw up. So I just held this episode off till today, midweek, uh, dropping it for you guys. Wellness Wednesday. Let's get it. So number one, my first dieting tip is to make sure that you are in a small deficit, a.k.a. a slow cut and that you're not feeling hungry all the time. You should not, if you're trying to lose weight, whether it's a lot of weight or a little bit of weight, you should not be trying to do it too fast. There's multiple reasons for that. One, because the most important reason is because you want it to be sustainable. If you're cutting seven, eight, nine hundred to a thousand calories out of your diet at once, that's going to be very unenjoyable. You're going to leave yourself, find yourself very hungry, very miserable. It's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect everything else that's going on with you. But instead, if you gradually cut out maybe two to 300 calories a week and then maybe add in another 100 to 200 calories of cardio, whether that be walking or playing basketball or just high intensity workouts, you you can increase your deficit to five, 600 that way rather than just cutting 900 to 1000 calories out in food. Right. So that's my number one tip for everyone that if you want to start doing it, do it slow. What's the rush, right? If you're 30, 40 pounds overweight or even 10 pounds overweight, you know, and you've been overweight for a little while or you've been overweight for a long time, what's the rush? You know, in two to three to four months, you're going to see progress. And three to four months again from there, you'll see more progress and the cycle will continue and you will eventually get to where you where you want to be and it'll be sustainable. It won't feel like, oh, man, I did this out of nowhere. And people won't think you're sick. You won't feel sick. Your energy won't drop. You won't mess up your hormones, um, which is a very big risk for women and men. You don't want to mess up your hormone levels, which can throw a lot of other things off. And then, you know, the, you know, the point is to be overall healthy. You don't want to just lose as much weight as quickly as possible and just, you know, be unhealthy in other areas. That would be pretty much defeating the purpose, right? The whole purpose of losing weight and looking good and all that kind of stuff is to be a healthy person. Not just to have abs, not just to have a nice butt, not just to take nice Instagram pictures. It's to feel better, look better, and actually extend your life and things like that, right? So right into tip number two. Um, This is a big one. And like I said, this is a personal list. This is not ranked by importance. This is not ranked by, you know, scientific evidence. This is just something as me as a professional, things that I give my clients, you know, that they pay for and things that I use when I do these kind of things. So my second tip is increase your protein intake. Now, I mean, obviously, if you have an extremely high protein intake already, you know, this this is not for you. But I find that most people don't have a crazy high protein intake. Actually, most people who don't track their food or have never done it usually have a pretty low protein intake. And there's a couple of reasons that you want to do this. For one, 
if you're getting more protein in, especially your leaner proteins like your chicken breast, like certain veggies, like fishes, certain fishes and certain fish and certain things like that, um, it's definitely a lot more satiating, right? It's going to keep you a lot, a lot more, a lot fuller than if you're eating more carbs like imagine just eating a bowl of cereal do you really get filled from that no you're just eating that pretty much for the taste it may give you a little bit of energy but it's not really filling you up but if you add an extra chicken breast to your dinner or you add some extra lean meat to your eggs in the morning that can definitely keep you more satiated more full throughout the day um and another reason is when you're dieting down that affects your muscle so it affects your muscle retention, growth, and recovery, right? So more protein intake you're getting, you're getting a lot more branched chain amino acids, which is broken down forms of protein, which you need, which are the building blocks of your muscle. And so for retention, yeah, that if you have a higher protein intake and you're in a deficit, it's telling your body that maybe, you know, there's a chance that it's going to keep your muscle rather than... Uh, burning that to get rid of it because you're in a calorie deficit and using that to sustain your life um, especially when you combine that with a solid workout program where you're doing some weightlifting in there uh, that'll definitely tell your body to retain that muscle because you need it and rather than so it'll, it'll cut fat instead of the muscle in most cases or at least it'll cut more fat than muscles which that's really all you can hope for right there's no way to completely completely cut down without losing some muscle but you want to hope that it's a lot more fat than muscle that you're losing when you're losing that when you're losing that weight and for newbie uh lifters you can actually cut fat and grow muscle at the same time especially when you're in your first year of training and even a little beyond that so a higher protein intake is also going to uh, increase that muscle growth and then for that soreness for that recovery phase of it when you're not working out the higher protein intake will also tell your muscles and help your muscles uh, increase the muscle mass on you. So that's why increasing your protein intake is very important. And it doesn't have to be a crazy amount. Like I've showed you guys, told you guys in the past and showed you guys on my Instagram and things like that. I am about 165 pounds right now on my bulk. And this is the highest my protein has probably ever been. And it's close to 200 grams. When I'm on a cut, cutting down to 160 pounds, my protein was about 140 grams. So I'm not even at a pound. You know, I'm not, I'm not even at a gram per pound, even, even in a cut. So just increasing it somewhat can help and keep you a lot more full. Right. So now on to my third tip. My third tip is to eat all of your calories. Right. And what I mean by that is stop wasting calories on liquids like juice and soda which if you drink a bottle of soda that can be two to three hundred calories that is not going to be filling for you right and it's not going to really give you anything it's just going to give you some carbs and some extra calories like you know alcohol the same thing um juice the same thing and be be careful of your oils a tablespoon of some like oils that you guys cook with can be literally 15 to 20 grams or sometimes more sometimes less of fat which is a couple hundred calories that you're not actually eating and helping you stay full right but if you cook with a zero calorie spray instead or you oven bake your food instead that can definitely help because now you can actually add more rice more veggies more you know and things like that on your plate so if you eat all of your calories rather than drinking them or using them for things that you cook your food with 
that can actually make your diet a lot more sustainable because you will feel a definitely a lot more satiated and you will definitely stay fuller in the course of your dieting. Tip number four, right? So you want to eat more clean and less dirty. So I know a lot of you are, should be familiar with flexible dieting. If you're new to my podcast, I have a podcast talking about flexible dieting and flexible dieting basically means you can pretty much eat anything you want as long as it fits into your range of macros and you know you pretty much eat i I would say the standard bro ratio is about 80 percent clean 20 percent fat but if you're getting deep into a cut or you're losing a lot of calories losing a lot of weight and you're feeling like you're hungry at the end of the day you want to eat more clean The, the more clean you eat meaning more veggies more lean meats you know things of that nature the more that you get in the more fill, filling you know, the more fulfilled you will feel but if you're eating candy drinking soda um eating junk foods like honey buns and oh you know and all these other stuff like that little debbies and all these other snacks chips those foods don't fill you up right those quote-unquote dirty foods are a lot less filling and that's what kind of makes them a lot a lot worse for you and this is why you want to balance them out. If you want to have, you know, a dirty snack a day and you can still eat the rest of the day clean and stay on track and feel nice and full at the end of the day, then, hey, do that. Make your diet a lot more enjoyable. That's a definitely a way that you can go about this. So my last tip before the bonus tip number five is going to be something you guys should all know about from this podcast, from my Instagram, from my YouTube channel, from wherever you came from, or if you just know me intermittent fasting so i'm not going to go into depth of what intermittent fasting is i recently did maybe five to ten episodes ago a whole intermittent fasting 101 so if you need to know about intermittent fasting and i have a youtube video on it um under teaching coaching intermittent fasting so if you need to know about intermittent fasting you can look there but intermittent fasting basically means that you would go to sleep you know let's say you stop eating around 8 9 p.m you go to sleep you wake up around 6 7 8 a.m and you wouldn't eat until about 11 a.m or noon and what's this going to help you do is you skipping that first meal of the day that you normally would have which could be anywhere from what 300 to up to what 1200 calories depending on if you're eating oatmeal or cereal for breakfast or you may be somebody that's eating eggs bacon pancakes a breakfast sandwich or something like that for breakfast so saving those calories drinking a lot of water drinking black coffee black tea zero calorie beverages in place of eating that first meal can help you get into that deficit and then you'll eat bigger meals for lunch and for dinner or a small meal for lunch a big meal for dinner or a big meal for lunch a small meal for dinner and it in generally helps a lot of people um, stay on track stay stay more full increase their calorie deficit and um you know cut calories in an effortless way obviously this is not for everybody people have medical conditions like it's hard for people with hypoglycemia it's hard for, harder for people with you know other conditions but if it sounds like something you would willingly try yes it might sound hard oh you know, if i don't eat i get headaches you know all the excuses that you give yourself why don't you just give it a try for a day because i'm sure there's a day where you woke up and you were expecting to eat but you know breakfast took a lot longer than it was supposed to and you waited two to three hours or you were on the road and you didn't get to eat or whatever it was and you survived so try staying hydrated instead and do the things like that that can help you cut a lot of weight so that was tip number five my bonus tip and i believe i've done this in a podcast as well and it's talking about carb cycling 
and or something that's not talked about as much calorie cycling now if you know anything about losing weight or gaining weight your day-to-day calories are much less important than your week-to-week calories right the way you lose weight or gain weight is week to week so the reason that people track or the reason that you you think about your calories so if your maintenance calories per day uh 2000 right oh you know so over the course of the week you don't have to literally eat 2000 each day to maintain your weight you could eat 1800 one day you could eat 2200 the next day you could eat 2100 the day after that you could eat 2500 the day after that you could eat 1800 1700 you could do it like that right so a good way some people calorie cycle is by uh you're eating clean like Monday through Friday and then the days they're off, they eat a lot more calories, right? So what this might look like for you is say you work Monday through Friday at your regular job like me working at a school, right? So maybe you find that while you work, you know, you're a lot more hungry because you're, you know, you're thinking a lot, you're moving a lot, you're doing a lot more and, you know, you're doing less things that you really, really like to do. So you find yourself a lot more hungry. So if your maintenance calories are 2000, you might decide like, hey, I'm going to eat 2300 calories over the course of these five days. Right. So you're eating an extra 1500 calories. So the way you would make up for that to stay at your weight is now over the course of that weekend, you would have to eat pretty much 1300 calories for both of those days or some people do it opposite they find that when they work they don't need to eat as much so they may only eat 1700 calories or 1600 calories over the course of that five days and then on the weekends they may eat 2500 to 3000 calories each day to catch up and maintain so that's other ways that you can also think about making your diet a lot more enjoyable if you're doing something during the week where you find yourself less hungry take advantage of that don't just force yourself to eat because you think you need to eat your weekly macros and weekly calories are more important where you can save it for the weekend or you can save it for a certain day and this is also good when you know you have an event coming up that might be a lot of calories or you know there's a day coming up where you might not get in a lot of calories you can prepare it for it if you look at it on a weekly basis and the same thing goes with the carb cycling. It's the same way that it works with calories, right? If you eat, if your calories, if your carbs for the day are 200 daily, right? You could eat 100 today, 125 tomorrow, 175 the next day, 250 the next day, things like that. You can do it any way you want, right? So basically, my bonus is, my bonus is really telling you now that I think about it is your diet needs to fit you and it can be a lot more flexible than you think it can be right you don't have to be ultra restricted you don't have to do anything that just works for other people you can make it work for yourself and that's why us in the fitness industry really understand that dieting is not that big of a deal losing weight and gaining weight is not that hard we understand it because we make it work for us and we employ strategies that work for us and we know the ins and out of it so i'm trying to just make it simpler for you guys and make you guys understand that it's not that hard i'm giving you tips to show you basically five different ways you know that you can either use together use separate use two of them use three of them use all five use the bonus whatever you want to do and you can make it dieting a lot more enjoyable and as always recommended, I definitely recommend a solid, solid weightlifting program for yourself, whether, you know, three to four days a week, 
you know, maybe five if you have the time. But three days is definitely, definitely um, efficient. Two days could even be efficient, even one day, depending on how you do it. If you need help with a one day or two day program, I do write programs for that. If you don't know how to go about that, you can always hit me up at teaching underscore coaching at outlook.com. All my information is in the show notes. I appreciate you guys' support. I will be back at it with another episode on Sunday, giving you guys some value, giving you guys some content, giving you guys something to take home with, something for your cardio, something for your drives home, and giving you good information to help you improve your healthy lifestyle, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually. And I just want to thank you guys all for all for the support. Um, the winner of the uh, podcast actually has been chosen. I ran the names through a generator and I'm actually going to see it because I, the name that came up is an interesting name and I think I know who it is. It, it's like a weird name. I'm going to see if it's them. If not, I'm going to post the person's name on my uh, teaching coaching podcast Instagram and if you can prove that that's you who left the review that will work as well but if not I think I really do already know who it is and I'm obviously going to ask them to verify it by sending me a screenshot of them you know when they go into the review page what comes up so I will announce that on my Instagram podcast if it is not them and if it is them I will tell you who it is on Sunday's podcast and who won it all right guys Thank you, thank you, thank you for the continued support. Thank you for leaving the reviews. Thank you for sharing the podcast. I love you all. Your feedback and your support is like phenomenal. I really can't believe it. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.